Thank you. That was lovely. Thank you. And now, I'm proud to introduce, to deliver this weekend's commencement address, our regular favorite, long senior member of life, as well as our senior class, a senior citizen with a lot of class, and a man who perhaps more than any of us here at Pedersen Adult Schools represents the proud motto of our service, that learning is the shortcut to in I insolence. <laughs> May I present Mr. Chester Crocker. Ch Chesty. <laughs> Thank you, Nurse Bidlow. <laughs> Fellow studs, students, <clears throat> faculty, teachers, machines, and my fellow seniors and seniorettes, bless you all. <coughs> it is not without considerable prize, pride that I stand, albeit shakily, here before you. Because today marks the competition, the completion of my 20th course here at the Patterson Whiplash Computer School, Reseda Branch. <laughs> when I came here on the advice of my government therapist some 20 odd weeks ago, I was still convinced that it was a waste of the precious times left to me and that additional knowledge, no matter how salacious, would never do me no good know-how anymore. God bless you! I may be right, but nonetheless, I'll be the first to admit that it's been a fruitless, a, a fruit-filled, a fruitful experiment. Experience! In any way. And during my imprisonment here, I've met and lost some wonderful new friends. Old friends, almost from the day we met here in the class of 70, now about 56 or 7 in all. But let me not degrade, no, let me not die, no, but let me not digress, no further, further. <laughs> I realize that for those of you in the older classes, class of 80 or 90, <laughs> or the working class, it may be difficult to follow my train of thought, but, uh, but it is not for nothing that I say this. I'm being paid, and handsomely, by the Dean of Women, and soon will be embarking on a lecture tour on the bill with Mr. Marcus Welby, known to you as Dr. Robert Young, <laughs> speaking <coughs> on the success of the new enforcement program, pro program to luncheons of the AMA here in the Hollywood Arena. Area! <coughs> what will I talk about? Golly, I can't say which course I've enjoyed most while here. New techniques of sexual transgression, I know, ranks high. Loitering was fun. Computer servicing was interesting. New policing methods, arresting. And, of course, the course taught by Professor Hideo Watanabe on language was indelible, infallible, invariable, invaluable. <clears throat> right. But I still think. Uh, so, it has been worthwhile. And as we dodder outward through the old plastic arch onto the streets and byways of the new chromium world they built for us, we are truly renewed, refreshed, and retired. Retread! I want to renew! <clears throat> we can be confident that in the years to come, if they do, we will be ready for whatever it is out there. Conclave Thank you. The darkening of the light... In the darkening of the light is the mountain and deliverance. 
the haze of orange light filling up behind its shadow, repeated, to mark the moment of the sunset by lighting the fire, by keeping still, repeated returns. He veils his light, yet still shines. At the beginning, the sun flies like a white pheasant into the shadows and seems lost. In this way, we learn to be modest, librian, successful. There is no saying goodbye, dear friends, for you will talk about me when I have gone. What furthers is to keep going. But I am wounded in the second line, wounded in the line of duty in my thigh, and I cannot keep going, for this is the heart of the wound and I am limping away from where the darkness hangs inside the gates, where the flies buzz in the heat. No, there is nothing that would further... Escape. The storm breaks and blows across the city, rain and shadows slanting in the sun. A quick change, no waiting. If you've got something to do, do it. If not, forget it. On the cusp of the equinox, a light rain over the dry fields where we are hunting... One kills three foxes and receives a yellow arrow. The hawk falls dead at a hundred yards, and everything does seem to further for the moment. Keep moving, ahead of the danger. He who acts is free. I woke up to find the dream still with me. I remember that I, I came across an anesthetized wolf in a canvas bag. I was wary of him carefully dragged him to the staircase in the hall and threw him quickly over the side. I heard the thunk of his body. I had tried to make him land on his head, but failed. In closing the door, I discovered that the door was a... I discovered that I was in a movie set. In a set, anyway. The Merv Griffith show was on. Almost like a telethon. On the air for 24 hours so people could be safe together. Because the wolves outside, hungry because the winter had been so severe. Starving, actually. Because the hungry wolves were outside. And I couldn't close the doors against them because it was a movie set. So I woke up. Hello, friends. I'm Gary Firesign for Mr. Romano of Hollywood. Yes, our triple year-end sale is going on now. My name isn't Wilson. Or mine. Or mine. You see, I don't think you can run a business like ours without satisfaction to the customer. People say to me, Eddie, the sincerest form of flattery, I guess you'd call it, is imitation. Too bad, Steve. But that's just our little joke. The dog isn't for sale. Not since Ralph was arrested have I been able to offer you a demon at these sensational price. The president said, move these demons, and <laughs> golly, I just can't afford not to. And you don't have to dress up at Mr. Ed's for style, because there's no suit over $30 now that a major clothing manufacturer has closed its doors on a substance known as adenidine phosphate, crucial to hair growth. And I wouldn't let my wife drive one of them after what the president said about Ralph. Well, I'm sitting down on the dog now because I wouldn't want to spoil your movie. Some call it a commercial, but I like to call it thanks for the commercial and whatever kids or spills or your dog does to the hood of your auto, he's not for sale. That's just our little joke. I'd like to show you some pictures of men and women like yourself in this area. Men and women like yourselves in various poses, sitting on the cars late at night when even Fletcher is gone. Yes, Fletcher must sleep sometime. I couldn't stand on my head to give you a better deal, so I think I'll just sit down here to rest my back. 
There are too many of these demons here now for me to be entirely comfortable. And the puppy, well, I like to call him your friend and mine, my dog, Storm, and he's not for sale. Everything else certainly is since the president arrested Ralph. There are more demons on lot than a week ago. They're piling up. We can't get rid of them, and there's no one to talk to. Not even this little fella here. I like to call him your friend and my friend, my dog, Storm, the second. He's not for sale. Like people in this area, men and women like yourselves, who thump and run when the president says sell those demons. Oh, I'll just sit over here and wait for them to come and get me and this fella here, who I like to call stuffed. He's not for sale. But millions are just like him, men and women like yourselves, who are making a fortune today selling stuffed dogs as the streets become full of demons and no fit place for this little fella here. I'd like to call him Sturm und Drang, but they won't let me. Well, now, gee, thanks for the interruption, and back to your game. Yes, 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 you've been listening to Dear Friends, Let's Eat, written and performed by the Firesign Theater, produced by Bill McIntyre, engineered by Anna Lee and Tiny, with Rick and Don and all of the good old KPFK staff. We're glad to be back on the air. Additional material on tonight's show included selections from One Man's Family by Carlton E. A Mouse, Channel City and Gotham News, 1913 by Virginia Cowles, and A Very Simple Game by Herb Michaels. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. Let's eat, Pat. Let's-